Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It seems to me like one type of goal is one and a half times as much as the other time. And why can't the Sixers do any of those? What's up, nerds? It's basketball. Welcome to Horse, a basketball podcast about everything except for the wins and losses. My name is Mike Schubert, and I am joined, as always, by my trusted co-host, the drinking alcohol to eating desserts all the time. It's Eric Silver. Eric, how's it going? Good. Those are my two favorite things. How did you know? I knew because Kawhi Leonard said that's what he's going to eat for junk food after winning the championship. (laughs) Kawhi and I are the same. We both have mostly robot parts. We both love Times New Roman, and we both... Both love apples. You do know the apple core, I think. I do. Can you just let me live in the, like, internet memes are true? Did you see someone brought Kawhi apples during the parade? I also saw that someone gave him a plant. That was Plant Guy. I don't understand Plant Guy. I don't understand Plant Guy either, but lots of people at the parade were very excited that Plant Guy gave Kawhi a small plant while he was on top of the parade bus at the championship (laughs) parade, which made me happy, even though I was very confused. Plants make me happy. That's why the multitude offices look like a jungle. So many plants. Speaking of making us happy do we have new patrons we do have new Yay, patrons i'm happy now, now that we're in the locker room presented by teal who's definitely not dead yes the teal memorial locker room she's still alive <laughs> hello to Gemma wilds and chris abel who are joining our producer level patrons brianne wingate burger scholar jorgensen gladiator vader adam hartwick ross papa akano wouter vanderman cody powell salvador testa trust the process james harden went to arizona state hufflepuff hillary Elizabeth Agathen and Samantha Rose. You also brought the first championship to your country, and we appreciate you. And you are now celebrities for now and for always. You did it. Listen, Mexico, the Mexico City. I'm thinking of a really dope name for them. San Antonio will give them the Spurs, and then San Antonio will come up with a new one. The San Antonio Churros. The San Antonio Riverwalks. I do like Riverwalks. The San Antonio, why is it always 100 degrees for four consecutive months in the summer? (laughs) The San Antonio, don't worry, we didn't forget about the Alamo, even though we lost. The San Antonio Alamos is very funny. Okay, good. The San Antonio's, what's their team name again? (laughs) (laughs) I I forgot it. What is it? Okay, so San Antonio, now the Alamos, and the Mexico City Spurs. Perfect. Great. Boom. We've done it. We've solved the NBA. You know what might solve your website problems is Wix.com. It will solve your website problems. Thank you, Wix. Gosh, Wix is fantastic. They have over 400 templates that you can use to make a website, even if you have no idea what you're doing, like your boy. But you can make your website look super pretty if you remotely know what you're doing, like Kelly. That's why the Horse Hoops website is so gorgeous. The gap of knowledge is like just a little bit of knowledge goes a long way. It really does. Wix is fantastic. You can customize your website for whatever type of website you're going for, whether you are a podcast or just trying to get your portfolio of whatever your creative endeavor is, or if you 
just want to make a website listing all the things that you like, you can do that too. And you can save money thanks to us. If you go to horsehoops.com slash Wix, you can get 10% off a Wix premium subscription. If anyone wanted to make a website of all of the alternate names we come up for uh, teams, like all of the things we just said about San Antonio, that would be great. You could use Wix and go to horsehoops.com slash Wix again for 10% off your premium plan. Before we leave the locker room, let's say thank you to everyone that came to the live show. It has definitely already happened, and it was so much fun. I can't believe Mike juggled all those things, and I can't believe Brandon was shot out of a cannon? Uh-huh. Whoa! I dunked thrice. <laughs> uh, Amanda is now on the Harlem Globetrotters, mm-hmm. she, which he announced there. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like and that. Eric Schneider is on the Washington Generals. <laughs> Eric Schneider is the Washington general. Oh, he is him. But seriously, we are recording this before it takes place, but a future thank you, now past thank you for everyone that came. We really appreciate it, and it was so nice to meet all of you, I'm sure. I'm sure. I hope I gave good hugs. I hope I wasn't too sweaty. No, I'm definitely going to be so sweaty. (laughs) I'm going to be incredibly sweaty. So, for the first segment of this episode, it's a little something that we like to call full court press, because get it pressed like the news? Oh, like you're pressing the news into the newspaper, you press it? That's what Johannes Gutenberg did, and that's what we're doing today. He's my favorite NBA player. Mm, the Johannes the Glutes Gutenberg. <laughs> Got a big old butt like Kyle Lowry. He boxes out with his body and with news? Did yes. I get it? Yes, yeah. you did. The Raptors won the finals. Sure, cool, whatever. Anthony Davis got <laughs> traded to the Lakers. <laughs> Congratulations to the Raptors and all of our 12 Canadian listeners. It was well-deserved. It was a great finals. But did you know, I this was wild. People were talking about it during the finals about what the Lakers were going to do. Oh, yes. I'm just surprised how much pull the Lakers still have. It's like a collapsing star. Something that was so big and so great is now like messily becoming like entropy. Is that like what, what's attracting people to it? They're like the grumpy old businessman that doesn't want to change their ways. They're just trying to take the old approach where they're like, what if we traded everything that we had to get another really good player? And now we have LeBron and Anthony Davis and no money to pay anyone else. And then people have to remind them, hello, did you guys know that uh, basketball is five on five? And, <laughs> and usually you can have you need... up to 12 players? <laughs> and usually nine of them have to be really good. And Lance <laughs> Stevenson is funny, but... Not great. You can't have him on your team. And you can't be like, really need quality minutes out of JaVale McGee. Uh, (laughs) It's so funny to see Laker fans on Twitter be like, if we just get McGee and Rondo back, we'll be great. It's like, what? (laughs) What year is it? (laughs) So let's go over the details of this trade because the Lakers gave away everybody, Every single person. (laughs) So the Pelicans gave them Anthony Davis and nothing else. The Lakers gave the Pelicans Lonzo Ball, who was a number two pick. Brandon Ingram, who was a number two pick. Josh Hart, three first round picks. One of those three being the number four pick in the upcoming draft, which takes place tomorrow. I'm very nervous. I hope my next draft RJ Barrett and don't do something stupid. But you know what is absolutely bonkers? David Griffin, who is a very smart man. Incredibly. He fleeced the Lakers with some very intricate protections on the picks. And listener, especially listeners who are not super familiar with basketball, what I'm about to read will sound very confusing. Don't worry. This is confusing to everyone. And the things that the Lakers let the Pelicans get away with is unheard of. So. Here is how the three picks work. They will get the 2019 number four pick straight up. Great. 
they will get their 2021 pick if it is number eight or higher. If it is not, they will get their 2022 pick no matter what it is. And that 2022 pick is when they let high school people in the draft. So it's a very important draft. Right. Then in 2023, the Lakers and the Pelicans will swap their picks. Reminder, LeBron will be 40 at that time. So the <laughs> Lakers will be not great. Yeah, but did they throw in any of the revenue of Space Jam 5 <laughs> return of the Mac? <laughs> then they also finally are giving them their 2024 unprotected first pick but the pelicans can decide "Mm, actually we don't like this pick and get the 2025 pick instead by a certain date that's (laughs) none of that makes sense the lakers did a bunch of bad ideas and david griffin's like you know what i know you're not this is like what i do with you i'm just like mike i'm not good at math can you just do the math for me it's almost like you were going somewhere that they wanted you to haggle and it's like this costs 50 dollars, and you were like what if i gave you five and then the shopkeeper was like what if i gave you 20 dollars and the thing you want and then you say okay sure <laughs> and you're like can i how far can i go i mean anthony davis is very very good but now the pelicans will be re- if they don't screw this up with their picks they'll be very good for like years to come it's a good team they also still have zion on their team and they still have drew holiday who is like the second best person on the team and they still played the smoothie king center so like (laughs) and their jersey sponsor is still zatarans uh mike do you want to know some other good news i'm bringing you some news because i very much need to tell you about this at one popeye's location in new orleans they are selling the Zion box of chicken. That's very good. Which is six feet, ten inches of biscuits and fried chicken to match the wingspan of one number one pick, Zion Williamson. It is only $74.69. Nice. It contains 77 boneless wings, 11 biscuits, and 11 servings of fries. I'm going to New Orleans. See you later. Not coming to the live show. I'm going to need Bojangles to step up. And create the see you later, that's all folks, Anthony Davis box, which is seven foot two okay. and then has more chicken. And, and like then this, is, there's a and there's then like the sauce is connecting the whole thing? Yes, and then it's sixty nine dollars and sixty nine cents. Nice, nice. <laughs> it's actually it's four twenty cents? I don't know who writes it out like that. Good for New Orleans. I feel like we've been on such a roller coaster. We started out with Andrew Lopez being like, fuck, man, I don't know. And then Andrew Lopez was like, I was in the draft room and it was dope. And now Andrew Lopez is probably like, man, things are going pretty well. I appreciate it. Still very humid, though. Yeah, we're going to get Andrew Lopez on later to talk about it when the dust has settled a bit and we figure out exactly what's going on. If they trade some of these things or keep all of them, we'll have to figure all of that out. But yeah, the Lakers, it's very strange and interesting. Also, Magic Johnson... How's he feeling? He's like trying to like weirdly take credit. Like, look at all this prestige I b- brought to the Lakers. It's like Magic Johnson thinks that television is like an Instagram story. Like it goes away <laughs> after one day. <laughs> so he thinks that all television is now like Instagram. It's like, Magic, we have video of you dunking on Rob Palinka. And he's like, man, me and Rob, we really put this trade together. I'm really proud of it. Thank you. I'm like, no, Magic, we know for a fact you were not involved. Also, it wasn't even like a nice trade to put together. It's just the Lakers going, what if we give you this? And the Pelicans being like, we need more. No. (laughs) What if we give you this? No. What if we give you literally everything on our team? And then David Griffin's like, I'm a little stinker. I don't know. (laughs) I want more things. Can I put protections on your picks? Sure. I'm Rob Palenka, and I don't know what that means. Oh, that sounds fun. (laughs) I'm only going to imagine David Griffin speaking like that now.
Yep, pretty much. Well, congrats to the Raptors for winning the finals, but we don't care anymore. Congrats and... to the Pelicans for <laughs> fried chicken and much like the Zion box, they got a lot in return. Boom. Boom. And that is full court press. Now, Mike, I heard that we have a very special guest coming up. We do have a very special guest coming up. She's nice. She likes basketball now. And also Harry Potter. And she runs a lot of conventions that we would like to continue to go to. Yes, and we will talk to our lovely guest later on. But before we get to that, that means we got to do a three-on-three draft. One, two, three. Three, two, one. Three-on-three. And though it is very sad that the NBA has come to a close. There's always the light at the end of the tunnel, and that light at the end of the tunnel is the WNBA, which just started and has been very fun. The Seattle Storm, even though their two best players are not there, one of those being Sue Bird, (laughs) Bird they are still in first place in the Western Conference, which is bonkers. Congrats. So it's been very fun. So in honor of that, we decided for a three-on-three draft to do a segment that we had long promised many moons ago, and it is the three best Diana Taurasi trash talk moments. Mm -hmm. Because Diana Taurasi, living legend, potentially the greatest WNBA player of all time who is still playing basketball, she's incredibly good. People around the NBA love her, and she also talks a lot of trash and is very good at doing so. So Eric and I are going to Go at it, butt heads, and pick our favorite Diana Taurasi trash talk moment. It's true. And Mike, you're bad at this, and I'm much better. That was my trash talk. Did you like it? I did. It was pretty good. I feel like when I do trash talk, I should not ask the other person if they like it. <laughs> That's, is that a problem? You went. That is where you went wrong. Oh, okay. I was playing pickup basketball last night, and some dude tried to show me up by like making a step back three in my grill. And he missed the entirety of the rim and hit just the backboard. And as I ran past him to go back for a fast break, I said, hey, you almost hit the rim. No. (laughs) Caught the ball, made a layup. (laughs) He's like, hey, you hit that kid holding an ice cream back there. That was fun. That really showed me. The ball didn't go out of the window in the gym. You didn't break anything. All right. Next time. You got it. Show me. You got it. Almost. All right, Mike. Well, I'm going to show you up with a Rocky game of rock, paper, scissors. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Ah, you Got him. me. Spa-plow. In your face. Got him. All right, I'm going to have the first pick. My first pick, I think, is quintessential Diana Taurasi and also talks about the long, enduring career that she's had. Diana Taurasi goes full Taurasi, launching her 1003 and dropping the motherfucking F-bomb. Mm. <laughs> so back on May 19th of 2018, Diana Taurasi was playing one of the many games that she's played. She put up a three, came into the basket. That was her 1,000th career three-pointer, and she celebrated in the only way that she could. She screamed at the entire stadium, just at everyone, motherfucker, mm. and then ran back on defense and continued to play. It's, it's wonderful. Good. She just needs to celebrate who she is, and who she is is calling everybody a motherfucker. It's pretty great. I think it's fantastic. I'm very proud of her for making that accomplishment, and I'm also very proud of her for celebrating in a way that seems like she was mad. (laughs) (laughs) I've made too many achievements. I'm too good at this game. I like that she's mad at, like, everyone in the arena. Like, what have they done to her to make her life harder? She has a beef with literally everyone who came to that game. She's gone through a lot in terms of not being necessarily respected. The whole league she's a part of is not as respected as it needs to be. And thankfully, she has the respect of important people in the basketball world. But if you're a WNBA player, you're constantly trying to prove yourself. And you have to constantly remind these dudes that, like, can't even play at LA Fitness very well. That are like, yeah, I could totally take them. Mm. And, you know, then you have things where they're out here 
here smoking people like 12-0 and one-on-one. Like, we're very good at basketball. Very <laughs> we're good. We're extremely good at basketball. Here's it's a, literally our job. <laughs> here's a good stat to put it, this a little bit in perspective. Diana Taurasi is one of four players in the WNBA or NBA to drain 1,000 threes in 400 games or less alongside of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Damian Lillard. Also, WNBA games are just 40 minutes long as compared to the 48-minute NBA games. So she is working on like 80% as much time and knocking down 1,000 threes. Amazing. So that was a very good first pick, but I'm going to follow back with one that took place in the 2018 playoffs. It was in an elimination game, and there was a bit of a, not necessarily a rivalry, but there was some heat going between Diana Taurasi and Courtney Williams of the Mm -hmm. Connecticut Sun. She posted a photo on Instagram of her celebrating with Diana Taurasi in the background, looking grumpy from earlier in the year. (laughs) And then during the game, there was a moment where they called a foul on Diana Taurasi and Williams was defending her and like clapped really excitedly in her face. And then Diana Taurasi immediately like turned around and clapped in her face like, (laughs) who the fuck are you? What are you doing? I'm Diana Taurasi. Don't you know who I am? And then they ended up winning the game, eliminating the other team from the playoffs. And then Diana Taurasi said this. You just can't be scared, you know? You can post Instagram pictures, you can clap in people's faces. That's not gonna get you a win, though. Who's who's clapping in your face? I, I didn't don't miss know. that. I'm happy today. Let's stay happy. Holly, if you hear me. <laughs> Which is a very true statement. <laughs> like, you can do all these other things, but hello, I'm better at basketball than you. We are playing in a basketball competition, thus. <laughs> I have defeated you. <laughs> I scored more points than you, and my team is better than you. Therefore, we won this playoff game. So That is how the sport works. But I'm glad you got likes on your photo, you dweeb. I heard that um, ESPN cut something from what she said out loud. People who were there said, who's fucking clapping now? And I'm like, that's extremely good. <laughs> She's dangerous. Like, I would not want to get Diana Taurasi mad. Not at all. I would just be constantly trying to be like, hi, are you okay? Is everything fine? How are you feeling right now? <laughs> like, Because she could just like end me in one sentence. I feel like in a street fight, Diana Taurasi intentionally goes bare knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't need a weapon. She's the villain in an action movie that throws away the guns and knives and is like, let's do this. She's <laughs> that do it old school. Exactly. She's 100%. Of course, she had a gun, a like really tiny gun, like in her shoe the whole time. But she's not going to use it. No, but she's not. But it's there. Just in case. In case you get one over on me, John Wick. Not happening. <laughs> Diana Taurasi needs to be in John Wick 4. Can we make that happen? Please. Instead of Boba. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be great. Let's make it go down. Diana Taurasi, John Wick throws her a gun and she's like, I have no need for this. And she, she, starts, it away. she starts dribbling it. <laughs> she, she dribbles the gun. Very good pick, Mike. I would have picked that as well. Diana Taurasi loves being on the main stage. It is no problem for her to trash talk even the most powerful man in the country. My pick is when Diana Taurasi trash talked Barack Obama. <laughs> Very good. All right. I love NBA players trash talking him. It happens a lot because Obama always trash talks the players so they always clap back it's wonderful i feel like michelle obama has really like razzes him at least once a day oh yeah for sure skin barry Mm -hmm. (laughs) you do a pretty decent obama impression uh let me be clear that i don't want to have these pressure moments on me because it's (laughs) mediocre at best so when i point to you will you just say nice yes i can do that all right let's try it uh, nice. <laughs> All right, I'll take that. That's good. So, Diana Taurasi was on the Phoenix Mercury for a decent part of her career. In 2014, the Phoenix Mercury won the WNBA championship, so they went to the White House. Remember when everyone went to the White House? That was fun. Yeah, it's cool. I have when... no follow-up commentary <laughs> to think that's happening. 
It happens. Uh, so <laughs> it's it's more fun when the whole team gets to go to the White House and not just the white people. Uh, uh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. So Diana Taurasi says, on behalf of the Phoenix Mercury and the WNBA, we wanted to give you a 2014 WNBA championship jersey. And Obama says, uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Uh, it's, was that Obama in the room? Did he fly in for this? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. And then Diana Trossi says, it's an XL and laughs in Obama's <laughs> face and says, so you might need to get on the Atkins. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> it's, I like it because it's not fat shaming. It's just like, obesey, you got to bulk up if you're going to wear this jersey. I love it. <laughs> but then at the end, she's like, but thank you for having us, Mr. President. It's an honor. <laughs> Like she's too quick for him. Doesn't have enough time. You could time. take it a, a one of two ways. You could take it as like you're too skinny and you need to bulk up to fit it. Or you could think of like, hi, we already got you a very large size and you're too large <laughs> for this extra large size. Listen, it was on us for getting you a large jersey, but it's your fault. <laughs> That's all we had at the gift shop. Wonderful, wonderful. So for my next pick, I am picking one that is a unconventional form of trash talking that Diana Taurasi unleashed. So Diana Taurasi was playing in a WNBA game and things got heated between her and Simone Augustus, who is someone that was on the Olympic team with her. So they have a history. So they were getting a little chirpy on defense and they bumped into each other and Diana then went out of her way to very intentionally kind of shove her. And then Simone got in her face and they were drawing back and forth. And as the ref is coming in to like break it up and call technicals and stuff, Diana Taurasi just leans in and gives her a big old kiss. <laughs> and then gets a technical foul for it. And afterwards, after the ref goes into the technical foul, she turns to him and was like, what? Come on. I mean, like, what's, what was this supposed to be? Yeah, here? come on. That's that's a form of love. Why would I get a technical foul for this? It's also very fun because the announcer, Ryan Rucco, is very confused. He's like, I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> it's a really interesting defensive tactic. Uh, Diana, all up in Simone's face there. <laughs> Very uncomfortable with what's happening. You know, sometimes you gotta go above and beyond. And then after the foul is called, the two of them like give each other a high five and clearly they are friends sure. and it's fun. So was the kiss a foul? I the kiss is <laughs> the kiss was the te it's a technical foul at least. Mike, there's no rules in the rule book. This is a, a dog can't kiss no, a player. Yeah, a dog can't kiss a player, but a player can't kiss a player. Uh, okay. That's I, the, I, I that's forgot. A dog can lick someone and then it's just adorable. <laughs> That's a deleted scene from Airbud. Right. When Airbud uh, is playing defense, it licks the other player, and everyone's just like, aw. There ain't no rule that says the dog can't lick the players. <laughs> Listen, Diana Taurasi had been watching Airbud and was like, oh, this is how I'm going to do better in sports. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like that a lot. Uh, Mike, for my third pick, uh, I'm also going to do something that's a little bit off the beaten trail of what you might consider trash talk to be. Mike, did you know that Tiana Taurasi sat out the 2015 WNBA season because a Russian team paid her? Gotta get that bread. Just get that money. Get that bread. She's trash talking the entire existence of the WNBA and the amount of money she can actually make because she didn't even play. She didn't even play basketball. So here's what happened. UMMC Ekaterinburg, which I should have That's read how before. You, that is how it's pronounced. In the yes. in the classic Russian. Oh, I'm really excited for our new producer level patron. UMC Ekaterinburg <laughs> is, is pronounced. Is how you pronounce it. Yeah. As we've talked about before, WNBA players sometimes go abroad because they get paid way more than they do in the WNBA. And their season is relatively short. It's only a few months. Mm -hmm. So Tarasi was supposed to earn only $107,000 for one season with Mercury. That's 
fucking ridiculous. I like, know tech she, people who make more money than she that. She is the Michael Jordan of WNBA, and you've got, like, LeBron is making $30 million next year. Yeah. Ugh. So, the uh, UMMC, is what I'm going to call them, decided that they wanted Diana Taurasi uh, and paid her $1.5 million, which, again, Good. not that much, but 15 times her WNBA salary. Yeah, you're not going to turn that down. Yeah, I think that the funniest part about this is that it's the incentive to just not play because the Russian season is different than the WNBA season. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, hey, wait this out and then you can play later, maybe. But like the money is up front. I think that this is trash talking because hopefully this is going to spark a trend. Maybe it already has for international teams to reach out to WNBA players, actually pay them the wage that they're supposed to. And that the WNBA needs to like actually deal with their salary problem. I'm not saying that's like a WNBA structural problem. I think that's like a women's sport problem but uh the trash talk comes from social and economic change yeah i mean it is a women's sports problem and it is the WNBA problem i listened to a podcast with sue bird on it and she has said that she thinks something that really hurts the WNBA is the way that they are promoted and the way that they advertise the league and mm. talk about it and in promotional materials thankfully like the WNBA social media accounts are very good the Instagram yeah. account is very good I highly recommend everyone to follow the NBA and the WNBA's Instagram accounts because they just post amazing highlight reels and it's like look at Sue Bird cooking people up and then it's just <laughs> like three minutes of Sue Bird going to work on some inferior basketball players and it's wonderful isn't the WNBA league pass like $20 it might, honestly, I think it's like not even that much. It's not more, much more than twenty dollars. So like, be surprised. if you what would you rather watch? Fucking summer league. I gotta pour one out though for our NBA streams. May oh, you rest in peace. Rip. It's okay. I'm on a Discord that has new links. So. Oh please, can you, oh, uh, you add me to that? I got you. And add all of our listeners to that. That would be great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you could just support the WNBA however you want. Pay some money. Go twenty dollars. Go to games. They're so much fun, and they give out so many free things. I once went to a Storm game, and I just happened to be sitting in a row that gave away free coffee gift cards and it was a $25 coffee gift card it's so good that you've told that story on this I know show I have but like me, we've gotten new listeners since and that was on episode like three <laughs> so you know I gotta spread the word go to WNBA games they give you free things there was a bunch of NBA players that sat courtside at a WNBA game and I was like I want to sit courtside at a WNBA I game I do too and it's not that expensive comparatively alright Mike so we're gonna go to white plates yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna sit courtside at a Liberty game I'm down Let's that sounds great happen. We'll have to do it next year when Sue Bird is playing. <laughs> and then we'll be Chitty like, Sue, please be on the podcast. We'll just scream at her from the courtside seat. Sue! Sue! <laughs> Sue, what's up? Please be on the show. So for my final trash talk of Diana Taurasi, this is one, again, a little unconventional because it didn't happen during a game, but I thought it was very good. So a couple years back, there was this movement about should we change things in the WNBA? Namely, should we reduce the height of the rim? So currently, the WNBA plays on 10-foot rims just like the man, the man NBA. <laughs> the man BA. The men BA. Ooh, the men BA. <laughs> I do like the men BA. So they use the same 10-foot rims as the men BA, but they use a smaller ball. It's like an inch and a half smaller in circumference. There were talks of should we lower the rim to like eight feet? And Elena Deladon, who is a very good and well-regarded WNBA player, was very much in favor of this, saying we could have more people dunking, it would be more exciting, it would be more athletic, blah, blah, blah. 
Diana Taurasi, not a fan at all, oh, which no. I support her because like they were trying to make claims that like in women's volleyball, the net is lower and there's some other structural things. Not by two feet. That's yeah. a lot. Like, I don't think they should lower the rim. Just being able to have a couple more dunks is not going to change Listen, I people watching it or not. I don't have a lot of context because I can dunk on any hoop. So <laughs> that's not a problem for me. But when they asked Diana Taurasi what she thought about lowering the rims, she said, quote, well, might as well put us in skirts and back in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very good. <laughs> and then Elena Deladon afterwards was like, I don't think her comments were very appropriate. <laughs> and then Diana Taurasi responded and said, like, well, fuck me. Yeah, well, I, don't, I think lowering the, lowering the rims wasn't appropriate. <laughs> Try beating my teams in the playoffs, Elena. <laughs> I won't even have the knives on me that I usually have. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you over all of my MVP trophies that are coming <laughs> out of my ears. I couldn't hear you over the bare-knuckle boxing that I do on the weekends <laughs> for money because I don't get paid enough by the WNBA. Rush is giving me $1.5 million to box people. <laughs> so UMMC loves, <laughs> loves their halftime bare-knuckle boxing. And it's against Victor the Bear. <laughs> And they use 10-foot hoops. 10-foot bears, too. Yep, yep. There it is. Don't want to fight any 8-foot bears. Nah, come like, on. Like, what? what? Might, Might as, as well put, put on a skirt and go back, put in, the back, the back in the kitchen. Well, that'll conclude our three-on-three draft for the best Diana Taurasi trash talk moments. I'm glad we did it as a three-on-three draft because then we didn't have to say anything bad about Diana Taurasi because she probably would have come to the studio and murdered us. <laughs> With only her bare knuckles, that would have been bad. Mm -hmm. And then would have trash talked us right after we were dead. That's true. I have some other ones, so I'm excited to do the extra five-on-five -five for those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be very good. Well, speaking of very good, we hyped up the interview that we did previously, so let's cut to that now because it's very good. Basketball Armus. There it is. Wingardium <laughs> Basketball Dunkiosa. Avada Kadunka. Expecto Patro Dunk. <laughs> there it is. So, for this segment of That Actually Happened, Eric, we here at Horse have realized that we've cultivated a lot of new NBA fans, which is awesome. It was part of our thesis statement of the podcast was to inspire people to start following the NBA. That and don't make fun of 21-year-olds. It's a two-pronged thesis. But at PodX this year, we got to meet a lot of lovely people, and one of those lovely humans was Melissa Anelli, who was running the whole thing. Whoa! Whoa! And she offhanded mentioned to us that she started watching basketball this season, and we thought it would be wonderful to kind of expand on that now that the season's over, kind of a year in review. So in the studio, we have Melissa Anelli to talk about that. Hello. Melissa, how's it going? Hello. Hello! I am so excited. That <laughs> actually happened. People found basketball and enjoyed it. Do you know the boyfriend points I'm getting right now? That's part of the reason why we have this show. <laughs> it's it's explaining it to other people's significant others how basketball works. Zach Mizell, who was on, uh -huh. who writes for The Athletic, who's mm -hmm. a ba baseball writer in Cleveland, he said that the reason why he was doing it because his partner, I don't remember if it's his girlfriend or wife, sure. but she listens to Horse and he didn't. So it was like, now my partner's going to love it. <laughs> so 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm going to be on a basketball podcast. He's like... <laughs> That was fast. I was like, it's, but it's like not, it is basketball. It's not. He's very impressed nonetheless. Good. Wonderful. I like that we have had the complete opposite of our podcasting, like, if fandom things. I went from huge basketball fan turned Harry Potter fanatic, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. now you are Harry Potter fanatic turned basketball fan. Yeah, my whole career, which is bizarre. So I was a reporter and then started working on the Leaky Cauldron website, which is the big Harry Potter website. And then that all became fandom. So mm -hmm. I run fan conventions, yeah. PodX, which we all 
all hung out at. But Harry Potter is definitely the center of my whole uh, professional being, <laughs> yeah. which is I'm always really excited about to say. And so this year, so I'm, I'm dating this wonderful man. We've been together for three years. Bam, bam, bam. Good relationships. <laughs> yeah. Is that an air horn? Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm equally bad at the air horn. So. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was know. being very good. I know people who are really, really good at it, and I can, I, I sound like that. Fiam, fiam, fiam. Great. That's, no, that's but exactly the love, it. love is good. Um, he's gotten into many things for me. Our second date, I made him watch Sunday in the Park with George, which is like the oh, most. Oh, wow the hardest Sondheim musical ever second date. I'm like, we're going to watch this. This is important to me. And he not only loved it, he went even deeper on it than, you know, he's gotten into video games for me, but then goes beyond and with real like love and affection. And so I said, okay, okay. I need to get into a sport for you. Let's do this. Let's pick a sport. Pick the best one. Well, then it was like, what sport? And it was like, well, I grew up with baseball. We all sort of grow up with baseball, right? That's too much like family and whatever. Football can just... Just, no, no, it's too problematic. He actually um, boycotted football last Good. season. I'm sure they were missing uh, Will. <laughs> That's uh, true. You know, he's on their uh, whiteboard. How do we get him the, back? How do we get him back? Roger no, Gildell's but... like, no, I can't think about all the sexual assault. I need to figure out what <laughs> Will is doing. Concussions? Exactly. No, we doing? need people watching. But where's Will? Um, <laughs> a new podcast coming to you. So, um, so I said, you really can't stop talking about basketball i'm gonna learn basketball let's treat it like a fandom he was got very excited about this so then it became let's pick a team and so then we all the sort of categories of teams presented themselves the first one was well do you want you know the ones who are definitely gonna win lol the warriors i was like um <laughs> yeah i said no 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 it's too easy it's okay do you yeah. want the one with lebron i was like well that's also too easy mm -hmm. have lebron i'm gonna be interested in them anyway I like LeBron. Like, He's a good person. And LeBron br brings his own drama. He is a messy player who loves drama. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. He brings it all. I, I, a I messy listen, player who loves drama? <laughs> I have a sneaky suspicion. Well, not sneaky at all. I have a suspicion that all this Lakers stuff is just him. Him oh, yeah. manipulating the thing behind and knowing not I'm sure it's probably something that this is like a very obvious observation that basketball fans were but knowing nothing about any of that I'm just like they are secretly taking over the world right yeah, now it's it's weird and it's murky and it's hard and LeBron always denied it I think it was more obvious in other times especially like when he went back to the Cavs and then all of his friends from his previous playing time just comes back they're like oh yeah we signed James Johnson oh yeah let's give Tristan Thompson a really big contract and like let's give J.R. Smith money to play basketball like it was a lot of interesting things there he's like using his other clout to be like yeah let me get Anthony Davis on my show where it's about people being really personable Anthony Davis who like his interviews are like oh I like playing basketball. <laughs> like he's the least charismatic the person ever. He does ever. like where, playing basketball, <laughs> but I don't want to hear him on the shop. No, it's true. He, I don't want to hear his ideas on like police brutality. He's just like, mm -hmm. yeah, I thought I was really here to like clean up my eyebrow. I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure what to say. It's like watching Cersei slowly maneuver. Did I just compare LeBron to? I like him as a person. It's not like he's a bad. No, person. it's fine. But it is like watching her slowly take over the board. Yeah. Do you know what might be more apt is? Uh, Tywin. Yeah. Maybe he's Tywin. Because he's in the game. He's not he doesn't own the team yet. Right. But he secretly owns the 
team. So I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I have no yeah. idea what the hell's going on. But I do know <laughs> that the Starbucks cup is Lance Stevenson because you're like, why is this there? And it's very funny. That's Lance Stevenson. It's anyway, Starbucks so cup. you so picked the team. So I picked the team. So we had a, a bunch of other questions persisted. Uh, we're Patriots. Uh, I know. Oh, I, I don't. Cool. All right. I just cool. don't care. Yeah. Here's the thing. Nice. I'll yeah. see myself out. No, but I don't care enough. This is the thing. It's football. Good. He he feel he's from Massachusetts. You know. I was Man, like, Will fine. sounded so nice. You have that one. So when it came down to it, when he said, do you want a team that is young and at the start of a story? And hi, start of a story. That's mm-hmm. how you get to me. Yeah. So I said, great. Who are those teams? He goes, they're basically the Celtics and the Sixers. And he's a Celtics fan. I was like, well, I already gave you the Patriots. That's not fun. I don't want to have your team. Looked into the Sixers a little bit. I really like Embiid. I think he's fun. He's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And so that charm sort of got to me. And I said, that's it. I've got my team. I'm a Sixers. Little did I know. Because I'm such a not sports fan, <laughs> little did I know that I've brought like shame on my whole family for liking a Philly team from New. What is this? This is dumb. I mean, I grew up in New Jersey, so I understand the the big divide of like you have to choose your allegiance. When you're in New Jersey, you basically are an all Philadelphia fan or an all New York fan, and mm. it's one or the other. And if you are not one, you have to hate everyone else from the other. Especially because for a long time, every Philly team was bad, so it's just like, oh, you guys are cute. So I just never worried about it, uh, and like. Even now, the with the Sixers stuff, the process, they're like, look at us now. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Ben Simmons That's... hasn't made anything past a layup. <laughs> Don't no, talk about even, Kylie even, even... like that. <laughs> Kawhi dropped a trust the process in his presser after the, oh, after yeah. the game. <laughs> I was like, really? Is it really? <laughs> Okay, I don't even know if he did it on purpose. I think it was just, I think he just meant it as a statement. You just got to trust the process. It's such a meme now. As a basketball person, like Mm -hmm. you need to just say trust the process now. And now it will never mean anything else ever Mm -hmm. again. When I, you know, chose the Sixers, my Will was like, just remember the phrase, trust the process. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about right now. (laughs) Okay, and then I started. So I I made myself a, uh, like a Twitter list with advice from him, with people that were like a lot of ringers, a lot of, you know, a lot of ESPNs, a lot of, a lot of players. And I made myself a Twitter list uh, so that I could keep up, start reading articles, start listening to podcasts. Is this where I tell my embarrassing story? Yes, please please do it. This is how, when we're watching a game, I sort of keep up with the takes. Because that's how you immerse yourself, just like a language, right? Right. So, and what else are you going to do during the commercial breaks? That's it's very fun, especially during the finals. You could see when people would tweet about stuff, always corresponded to when it was a commercial break. It'd be like no one tweets anything, and then once a commercial hits, everyone's like, ah. Except there's a great Sixers account I follow, a fan account. His name is Drew Cargan, and he's so funny. And he basically is just speaking what's in my mind every single time, and he's Mm. going throughout. I don't know how he does it, but he's going throughout. (laughs) So there was a. Clippers Warriors game the one with the big comeback and I'm going through my list and it was when the comeback was starting to happen and we were entranced you know and it was very clear that they just had momentum this was going to happen you know early on in the night I was going back and looking through the tweets and some guy on my Twitter list said man the Clippers are just getting destroyed there's just like nothing they can do to stop the Warriors here and I thought it was funny so at the end of the game (laughs) I tweeted and it was like this aged well smiley face funny laughy face because I thought it was funny (laughs) Well, my boyfriend was walking the dog at that moment. He comes back and he's like, babe, like what? He's like, you going at Zach Lowe? Like, what are those words? Who, does, who is that? He's like, only one of the most respected writers in the world. And I was like, I, I'm not going. I just, 
I just he probably is number one. Like yeah. of all the journalists, he has <laughs> to be of all journalists. Just like one. respected by the fans, loved by the players. Like no one dislikes Zach Lowe at all. What I love about this is that it's it's your specific like profile. So it's like you're obviously Twitter is still serving you things that are a little cold, right? So yeah. Zach Lowe's tweet gets uh, sorted into your feed. Yeah. So it's like you're hitting him with a freezing cold takes tweet. Well, just because it just ca- it just came into your thing accidentally. So funny. you're just like. He's like, well, this is the only person who can chop him up like this. And we both have like verified accounts, right? Really, yeah. Like humble brag. <laughs> so, but when you have a verified account, they it shows up first. Yep. So now I'm like, oh my god, he saw it. He hates me. Oh my god, I don't know who, who this person is, but he you're in luck because me. Zach Lowe notoriously does not read his Twitter mentions. Oh, that's fantastic. So he might have not it's seen been it at wonderful. all. So Will comes in. He's like, you're like the Arya Stark of early takes over here, which is something that you get. And you <laughs> I do. It's good. Um, I think it's funny. <laughs> it was funny. So at the same time, you guys know Mal and Jason from Binge Mode from yes, uh, yes. Uh, The Ringer. Lovely humans. They're wonderful people. We're, we're friends. We're on like a text thread. And I've been telling them about my basketball fandom, my emerging basketball fandom. And we're in the middle of talking something Game of Thrones. This Game of Thrones was going on at the same time. And Mal answered something from earlier. And then I was like, guys, I don't know. I just tweeted at this guy on my list. And Mal's like, I was about to say, you're going at Zach Lowe? I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Somebody help. So I didn't mean to be like trash talk Zach Lowe, but there there it was. This I feel is... like there needs to be more websites or like aggregators where this tweet would have popped up. Yeah. It's been like, wow, Harry, Harry Potter, Harry Potter podcast host. <laughs> the hubris fandom <laughs> organizer. Freezing cold takes. Uh Duncan ESPN. on you know, Amazing. Kept... Mischief managed on Zach Lowe. Oh my god. It got like four hundred likes or something. It was just nuts. And I can and I I was so tempted to delete it and I was so tempted to like answer again and do that thing we're like no I, I just this mm-hmm. is just funny but I was like you know what no it's funny just let it let it go if he has a good sense of humor and I'm sure he does I remember it popped up it. in my feed and I was like <laughs> okay <laughs> my first I was like I didn't know Melissa knew basketball at all but this is fun <laughs> <laughs> So Jason, at one point, I was in LA, and this was really, really early, and he was like, you have to come on. I had a take. This is my first take about the Oh, Sixers. I'm so ready. Mm, I've great. told you about this before. I'm, I'm very excited. Again. I'm going to, I'm setting the table. My first take was, I was like watching like my second game, and I'm watching the Sixers go, and I'm watching whoever they were playing, and I'm not noticing a disparity, and Will's like, what's the matter? I said, well, I don't know. It seems to me like one type of goal is... <laughs> one and a half times as much as the other time. And why can't the Sixers do any of those? And so Will's like, this is a thing. You've this cracked is a it. Thing. That's an extremely good take. Here's Squall by Kirk Goldsberry. Please read it. There are all these statistics. There's calculus to back this up. There's probability. Like and you're just like, and- I don't know if you've ever looked at this, but three points is more it's than more two, than two. <laughs> points. By a factor of 1.5, as a matter of fact. Analytics. Ernie, I don't know. Mischief managed. <laughs> I don't know if I'm not a mathematician, but I do know this three is more than two. Next question. Thanks. <laughs> so, so I was in LA very recently after that. And it was again, I've watched like four games at this point. And Jason's like, No, you have a take, you have to come on NBA desktop. I'm like, No, no, I cannot do that. I am not confident enough in, the, in this take. And then I go and go at Sackwell. That's amazing. It Wonderful. was weird. It was, you know, what I've learned about the basketball fandom is that it is just a flipping ton of fun. Yeah, right. I yeah. mean, it really is just fandom that happens to be sports. 
That's what it comes down to. 100%. People have their favorite players, yeah. like having their favorite characters. People ship people going together by wanting trades or by hoping Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Zion all end up in the Knicks. Like people make head cannons. People do the big what if games. Yeah. People mm. treat basketball the same way that they treat Game of Thrones, Harry mm -hmm. Potter, Star Wars, Marvel Universe, whatever it is. Yeah. So it makes sense that you would be engrossed in it as well. The biggest difference, I think, is that when you're entrenched in sports, there's like a lot of time. Like, there's a lot of time for you to be entrenched in a position. Well, I think like with certain fandoms, I mean, I'm not saying that fandoms don't go wild, but I feel oh. like you might be a little more like I've only been a fan of this thing for four years right. instead of like my grandfather was into the Celtics and my father was into the Celtics. Right. If my kids don't want to be into Harry Potter, it's cool. But these sports franchises is it's it's an ongoing. Mm -hmm. It's like as if Harry Potter or Game of Thrones were still going on and on from now into it's just a new chapter every year and it was just as compelling. That's the kind of magic of sports. It's a story that just does not end and is as compelling and you start it all over again. It's uh, the line in Hades Town, which is my new favorite musical, is uh, it's an old song, and we're right. gonna sing it again. We yeah. sing it again, and we sing it again. And, and for that's Mike, it's a tragedy, sports. but it's fine. We know it's a tragedy. <laughs> hey, you know, we'll get there. Wait, who's or who's my you? beloved New York Knicks? Oh, I knew who... you were about to say the Knicks. Yeah, Oof, I'm mm -hmm. so sorry. Things were real good when I was like, yeah, you we're guys gonna get were KD, all real pumped. and it'll be real fun. At PodX now, I remember you saying mm -hmm. that. We still could get KD, but yeah. now it's like he'll be injured for a year and then bad for another year. But then. But then it's but a then. tragedy, but we have to tell the we story. We have to tell the story. I, we tell it anyway. I just want to be able to stunt on people once and everyone will know that I was here from the beginning and very vocal about it. And that'll be great. And, and I'm excited for wonderful. you to send me that tweet with like your cybernetic enhancements when the Knicks are finally okay. Uh, hey, I only ask for one before I die. <laughs> it is not a huge ask. I feel Just really one, cheated because I got like one good game, like one game where I sort of like understood how powerful, and obviously this is all about me, um, how powerful <laughs> Kevin Durant is. Mm -hmm. before, and then he got hurt. I was sitting there agog. I was saying to Will, I can't. Who is this person? This is He's unbelievable. An alien from the planet Dunk. Yeah, and then <laughs> do you have the script for Space Jam too? No, I mean, uh, uh, planet Dunk. Uh, planet Dunk. Move, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, of your Sixers, you like Joel and Beat a lot. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone else you like? I Are you a really... big fan of JJ Reddick's tattoo sleeve? How do Reddick we feel is like about a the ninja. Sixers? His yeah. tattoo sleeve is fine. Okay. <laughs> um, he lives in Brooklyn. Does he really? He does, yeah. Where? Uh, oh, you know you know who else lives in New York City that you might run into? Zach Lowe. You could run into shit. him on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Zach Lowe. I'm that person coming at you with weird, weird takes on Twitter. When you go check out my profile, it's all about Harry Potter and Game of Thrones and fandom stuff. And I know nothing about basketball, but I came up to you. Yes, that's exactly how our first meeting would go. Uh, no, um, okay. So I love Embiid. Yeah. Simmons, I go back and forth on. Um, Very accurate description of Ben Simmons. <laughs> I seem to be reacting <laughs> I think to that's the everybody. Yeah. I love Boban so much. Oh, how can yes, you not? Yes, I love him so much. Have you ever looked closely at his ears? Yeah, they're enormous. They are. But they're wonderful. They're It's wonderful. <laughs> um, I honestly like took one close look and it's like I can't I can't look away from the actual enormity of his ears. Mm -hmm. But he just seems like a real, just like a sweet guy. He's but here's, wonderful. Embiid's the best and here's. Mm -hmm. Not just because of his athleticism. I really, really loved when he was totally fine with everybody talking about how he cried. Oh, he embraced yeah. it. Yeah. Changed his Twitter avi to him mm -hmm. crying. It was a it was like two shots of him crying. Like he was all in. And so were the old heads of the NBA, which was cool. Like Shaq and Charles yeah. Barkley and all these other past yeah. veterans when, you know, 
people are trying to be like, oh, Embiid cried. Everyone's like, yeah, if you don't cry, like, yeah, what are you doing? that's the weirder thing. Yeah. You should be really sad about getting eliminated yeah. in such yeah. dramatic fashion. Like, they were a couple bounces of a basketball away from maybe going on to and the was, NBA Finals. Yeah, it was Kawhi. Like, it was mm-hmm. Kawhi who stopped him. So you, how are you going to feel upset about that, first of all? I mean, you are going to feel upset about that, but, like, right. hold your head high. So, yeah. you know, but also it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's heartbreaking. And do you know how many kids watched this this yeah. this incredibly huge and athletic person who they're supposed to see as some sort of thing that society says and watched him just cry and have everybody be okay it's such a it's like world changing in a way that we don't fully grasp yet i don't think i think that's going to have a knock-on effect for years and Giannis did the same thing he did also he? he was like really really upset after the yeah. eastern conference finals i mean Kawhi is the terminator like he will rip your heart out He's he can't robot. cry I they removed him, his he, this tear dogs when she <laughs> got his, <laughs> he also got cybernetic enhancements he is oh man he is like lovably robotic yeah it's, yes it's you almost like him more because it's just like he's just who I am. What mm-hmm. you guys gonna go party? I'm gonna practice. Mm-hmm. See you. I did see a very good fake tweet the day after the Raptors won the championship that was like report Kawhi Leonard confused as to why the rest of the team didn't show up to practice today. <laughs> <That's really funny. laughs> well, I will say though, like next season started the day after. What are you guys nuts? I'm like, give me a breather. Oh, there's no, there's no breathers. And the NBA is very smart about how they schedule things because everything is spread out where it's like even in the time between the playoffs and the final starting you have the nba draft lottery and then you have the nba draft a week after the finals and then free agency starts two weeks after that and then summer league and then summer league is two weeks after that and then preseason is a month after that and then the season is like (laughs) they know what they're doing basketball conventions the the time when you get the most eyes on it is the time to do the next thing Mm -hmm. so you you know you sleep and you're dead so now that i'm thinking about it's actually really really smart because most people are watching so why are you going to let the story die so that's the same thing you're supposed to do if you have a, uh, sometimes we do and sometimes we don't but that's the best time to announce the next thing so yeah. this would be perfect to ask you about because I think that the NBA has one big problem and those are the NBA awards Ooh. Ugh. Ugh. like so it's like the guys exactly in, <laughs> it's like the guys in basketball watch the SBs and like let's do that ourselves oh. so they don't give out the regular season awards immediately after the season they, they wait used to. they used to now they do this thing called the NBA awards and it's like like a Grammys mm-hmm. sort of thing, mm-hmm. but it's just for like awards and it's happening. When is it even happening? It happens after the NBA draft and it's bad. You look at this regular season and the big question is Giannis versus Harden. And then Giannis had a much better playoff run than James Harden did. So even if you thought, you know, Giannis probably got it anyway, or James could have gotten it. Now, if James Harden wins the MVP, everyone will be really mad. And Mm -hmm. they shouldn't be Mm -hmm. because it's a regular season award and he still did really well in the regular season. But everyone's going to have this clouded judgment because the NBA was like, we got to stay relevant in the offseason. So let's make the awards after. It's like, you guys are going to be relevant no matter what. People are talking about free agency before the finals were over. Like people have been talking about where Kevin Durant is going to go for the past two years. Doris Burke (laughs) is her name. She asked Kawhi about free agency so literally right off the court <laughs> that, I feel, was, that yeah. one the, I, I, like love Doris I, Burke, like I love Doris I love Doris with all of my heart you can almost tell that ESPN forced her to ask that question sure. this yeah. is my theory the way she asked that question and didn't seem like into it and then Kawhi's answer he was like I don't know I'm, I won the finals I'm just gonna <laughs> be happy and then she was like as you should be which was like <laughs> a little dig of like yeah these yeah. dicks made me ask this question I guess my question is why does it have to be a regular season award 
You know, mm-hmm. what's the what is the benefit of saying this is for the regular season? It's more fair because then everyone gets to play the same amount of games. But like, you are the, but if you are the if most you valuable more games. player, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you are the most valuable player, like yeah. the word valuable means valuable to the team. Yeah. Right? that's like a really big sticking point. You win more games, mm-hmm. you win more games. Like, yeah. I, I, I understand that's cool. Like, I think if they're going to make it big and to make it interesting, you should follow the strictures of this. Like, you know, the most people are looking at you at the finals. If you do better, you have played more games. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. And then there'll be like surprises, right? What if um, they they give you know a special award to all the people whose knees got blown out during this game? <laughs> you know, but you know, Doctor Scholl's plantar fasciitis award, exactly. Oh, or somebody who comes up and gets an award who didn't make the playoffs at all but was that good? Then you have those special moments, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas now you're asking people to remember the regular season. I don't remember game one. There's so much information. Mm-hmm. This is the thing I'm finding with the NBA fandom. <laughs> It is an overwhelming amount of information and storylines. I'm basically just starting to be able to recognize Sixers, couple of Warriors. You know, it's 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 going to take a minute to kind of get all this ready. So if they want to bring in new people, they got to just suck it up and say, these are the ones who are on your screen the most. Mm-hmm. These are the ones sure. you're going to know. Okay, you know? that's real. Well, to close it out, I think it would be nice for you to just give a message to anyone that is on the fence or new fans coming in, like taking your experience sure. in of rooting for the NBA this year. Like, how does it feel? What do you have to say? Sure. Well, what you definitely want to do is make yourself a Twitter list of all the most important journalists in basketball. <laughs> to clap back at <laughs> And make sure you clap right back at them. Um, because you definitely know more than they do. <laughs> no, no, no. Do make yourself the list because I've been reading the takes, listening listening to some podcasts. Very early on, I listened to a podcast about maybe the playoffs. Very, very early on. Mm-hmm. Like it was like conjecture. And I literally understood three words. I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand a damn thing. But now I could listen and understand like 70% of it. There's yes. a level. It's like um, I'm listening a lot to historic materials from my new podcast, by the way, um, which I'm going to plug mm-hmm. in a minute. Um <laughs> And it's like the levels of the alethiometer that Lyra talks about. Have you guys read these books? No. I have. It's been a long time. They're so good. Lyra has this alethiometer. She can ask it a question and she can find out the answer. And there are levels. So there's symbols around it. And if there's a baby is one symbol, it might mean youth in one meaning and it might mean inexperienced in another. And so she has to like travel the levels. And I'm finding that I'm, I'm like two or three levels down with basketball okay, fandom. Okay. And I'm, I'm starting to, there's a point when I hear conversations happening that it gets into trade caps and, mm-hmm. um, and all of that, that my brain just starts going, ah, Connect synapses can't fire anymore. I will tell you that math is dumb and you do not know need to know okay, any of that good. stuff. I don't need to you know totally math. don't. I'll tell you though, but without being a, like necessarily a fan of the Raptors or the Warriors, mm-hmm. we spent the last 10 minutes of that final game literally standing two inches in front of the television. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to jump through. Every time somebody looked the slightest bit unsteady, we just started shouting, be careful! <laughs> <laughs> literally, it was so much fun i even fell and hurt my knee i really did fall and hurt my knee during the so during, i was just like well i guess this is just what happens um <laughs> it was so much fun and it really helped my, me and my partner connect in an even bigger way it's a great thing if you're obsessive about anything or if you're like like um if if you really if you get into anything there's really no excuse to not getting into basketball nice great, great. well thank you so much for coming thank on you. and talking to us 
and sharing your basketball fan experience. Thank you for having me. This if, is exciting. Yeah. If people want to see you on talking about things you're a little more Oh, yeah. I've got podcasts. <laughs> We've got podcasts. We've got takes that I'm actually qualified to give. Uh, no one's qualified to give anything. No one's qualified to give anything. <laughs> it's like you're do- everyone's yeah. Dr. Pepper or Dr. J. Which is a basketball reference. Or Dr. Phil. (laughs) My dad. (laughs) The cons company that I run is called Mischief Management that we do a Harry Potter one, a Game of Thrones one, a Broadway one. We have a lot of conventions. It's going to be fun when people go back and listen to this episode uh, before Basketball Con takes over the world. Basketball Con. Do you know how many times I've been asked to do a sports con? Con. Dunk Con. Dunk Con. I like Dunk Con. D-U-N-K-O-N. Dunk Con. Could be sports or it could be Oreos. (laughs) Sponsored by Oreos. I would go. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I would super go. Totally. We also have Mischief Media, which is all of our podcasts. So I've been on Pottercast since God forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of Mischief Media. We also have one called Extraneous, which is about his dark materials and supernatural. We're doing like deep dives on on things that we love. There's also one that's just about come out called A Story Most Queer, which is a story every week with queer stories, um, all by, for, and about uh, queer people. And then one that I do with my COO is called Make New Mistakes, where we talk about all the things that go wrong in business. It's fun. We get to embarrass ourselves every week. That's great. I haven't told the Zach Lowe story there. Oh, well, always opportunity. (laughs) It's okay. I embarrass myself every week on this podcast in some way or another. No, I've been listening to you guys. Did you know that James Harden went to Arizona State? (laughs) I I found out the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa, thank you so much for being a part of this and uh, sharing your basketball fandom. And, you know, just keep trusting the process. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Horse. Horse is hosted by Mike Schubert and Eric Silver. It is edited and mixed by Eric Silver. The social media is run by Mike Schubert. The art is by Allison Wakeman. The music is by Bettina Campamanas. And the website is by Kelly Beckman. Special thanks to our producer-level patrons, Brianne Wingate, Berger, Skylar Jorgensen, Gladiator Vader, Adam Hartwick, Ross Papa, Akano, Walter Vandermeer, and Cody Powell, Salvador Testa, Trust the Process, James Harden went to Arizona State, Hufflepuff Hillary, Elizabeth Agathon, and Samantha Rose. Do you know where we can post a bunch of videos of Diana Taurasi bare knuckle boxing? On the Space Jam website. No. Yeah, that would be a good place to put it, but you could also find it on our social media oh. if those things existed. We're going to doctor them when we're going to put together. This is a deep fake of Diana Taurasi boxing. Yeah. You can find us on the internet at Horse Hoops on Instagram and Facebook, and you can find us at Horse underscore Hoops on Twitter because, as we say every single episode, it's because Horse Hoops talk trash to Diana Taurasi <laughs> and she got them banned. <laughs> because Horse Hoops was banned. That's correct. Our website is horsehoops.com where you can see all of our research and visual stuff that you didn't see because this is a podcast. And if you want some sweet bonus stuff, such as me kicking Eric's butt in NBA Jam, us talking about basketball, extras from our interviews with our guests, you can head on over to patreon.com slash horsehoops. Do you know who is Melissa's second favorite basketball team after the 70s Lakers? The... Washington Generals. <laughs> yep. And Multitude. Ah. Multitude is an audio collective of people who love the things that they love and they like talking about them. But that doesn't mean they can't be critical of them. We make podcasts that are great for people to listen to. Those include Spirits, Join the Party, Potterless, and Waystation and Horse that you're listening to now. If you want to find us on the internet, you can go to Multitude.Productions or you can find us on the internet at Multitude Show. And as we end every single episode, we're going to put our hands in the middle and say something in the count of three. I think the only proper thing to do is, much like Diana Taurasi, just say, motherfucker, on the count of three. Okay. One, One two, two, three. Motherfucker! motherfucker! Ha! You've all wronged me! 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.